the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Rolled up to my Chevrolet. I climbed down up inside. I pulled the chuck and I turned the key. But the old girl wouldn't start. She let out a whine so pitiful. It nearly broke my heart. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, you're kind of stuck with me. We're talking about cars, and the lines are wide open, so you can always call whenever you're ready, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And I, I have a couple of special guests, and I'm going to lay the groundwork before we talk to them. Um, I'm up here in Payson, and just recently I, I had one of my helpers, which his name was Austin, which is, by the way, the best helper I've ever had. And he accidentally drowned up at uh, Cragen Reservoir, so I was without anybody to help me. So a friend of mine, Gordy, calls me, and he says, I know you're a little shorthanded, he says, but can you use some help? And I said, yeah. And he says, okay. He says, um, there's some missionaries in town, and they have, they're struggling to get stuff to done. He says, so I'm going to call them. So I get a call from Elder Heaps, and he says, you know, what can we do for you? And I said, I could sure use some help just with, you know, we ended up bathing the horses and, and combing their manes and stuff. We ended up picking a bunch of horse poo-poo all over the place. We washed the tractors. and <laughs> We just did a whole bunch of stuff. And I and they wouldn't let me pay them. And so, and there was six uh, young men and four women. So I had ten and it was kind of tough on me because I wasn't expecting 10, and so I kind of had to ad-lib. But the girls really liked the horses, and they did the leather, they did the saddles, they did the bridles, um, they did the reins. And uh, and the guys um, washed all the vehicles, and the guys were the ones that cut some tree branches off of trees that needed to be cut and stuff like that. So to my left is Elder Heaps. We're going to call you Heaps. And to my right is Dustin. And Dustin, we know that Dustin's from Georgia, but where are you from? I'm actually from Utah. Okay. And describe just real quick, how did we, you know, what is it in Payson that you guys do, the six men and the, and the four women, What what is it that your focus is? What are you supposed to do here in Payson? So our role as missionaries is to help others come unto Christ okay. in any way, shape, or form. So one way that you noticed was helping you with service that, you know, around the property. And usually we're out knocking doors. And that's most most people know us by, but due to COVID-19, we can't really do that right now. So services are main way to kind of get to know people and help them in any way we can. And, and that's a word you used before, and it's kind of a nice word. It's basically you're providing service, but I don't go to your church. Makes no difference. No worries. I okay. mean, Jesus Christ didn't discriminate when he helped people out when he's on the earth, so why should we? Okay, well, just to make it clear to all my friends that are on the radio... 
when don't use my name and Jesus Christ at the same time. <laughs> Because there we're going to get calls on that, <laughs> and 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 as you already know, I'm a little ornery, and so I was already briefed at the very beginning of what to say and what not to say, and the the, the list of what to say was very short, and the list of, and 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 and, and so so people understand the back too. Um, there's lots of retired policemen up here, and we have a lunch together on Tuesdays, and there are. Catholics and there's Lutherans and I think there's there's some um, uh, Church of Jesus Christ the Latter Day Saints there's two or three of those guys and we all get along good but nobody tells dirty jokes <laughs> and, and nobody calls one another names but if anybody gets eye rolls it's me and so it's just kind of like shaking your head looking down at your plate and rolling your eyes. It's just a different. We're just born in, in a different environment. But you guys really made the last week or ten days. What was the split between day one and day two? Wasn't it three or four days? Yeah, but a couple of days difference. Okay. But you have you guys have been here two times or three times? Um, we've helped you out a couple times, just yeah. two. Okay, just two. But both times you were here for a long time. You helped me pretty mm -hmm. much to do my list. Yeah, about four or five hours each time. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you guys had a lot of fun with, and I think you got soaked um, heaps because <laughs> we had the, we brought the fire hose out and we were going to wash a big truck and a tractor and a bobcat and a, a quad and a golf cart. And so when I got the fire hose out, um, I wanted to make sure that all of you understood the pressure and the power we had but you and who ducked behind the pillar you were 10 feet away from me if you would have stood there i wouldn't have done it <laughs> but you, i mean we're talking and and i kind of turn on the hose and it squirts you know two zip codes away and you guys duck behind the pillar well of course i mean <laughs> you treat it as a weapon at that point <laughs> well um who was the other one that was uh behind you in the post uh i'd be elder perry okay and i think i got you more than i got him yeah he was a little soaked for a little bit yeah so it was just a lot of fun but then i noticed that i don't know what i was doing i, I think i was working with the girls on the horses and stuff because they had the horses tied up and stuff and then you guys took the fire hose out there one of the things i saw is y'all shared it so y'all had the same experience. Mm -hmm. But I, I also kept an eye on you because I'd already squirted two of you. And, I, and so I stayed <laughs> close to the horses and close to the ladies because I figured you wouldn't turn that big fire hose on us. And so you didn't, and, and that's good. Because I would have been all wet and I would have cried and probably used <laughs> bad words and stuff like that. And my phone's in my pocket and all that other kind of stuff. So we're going to talk more to Dustin, Elder Dustin, a little later on. I only have two microphones, and you've got one, and I've got one. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We're talking about cars, and the reason I brought Dustin, uh, actually Elder Dustin and, and Heaps, Elder Heaps, is because you guys are car guys. And we went to the store to get some lunch stuff, and, um, and I think you said something to the effect of, is this thing fast or something like that? And I think I showed you, and I think you would have rather just me answered that and then as opposed to showed you. Am I right? I mean, the Comas we drive aren't the fastest things in the world, so a Dodge Comas is definitely an upgrade from that. Okay. All right. <laughs> but it it um, the truck is a, a – with any young man, the truck is something that we talk about. So mm -hmm. it's hard to go anywhere that people don't talk about you know what you got underneath the hood and all that other kind of stuff and the older we are the most more stuff we have underneath the hood 
Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, the young guys don't have the financial wherewithal to pull that off. But as with anything in, in my business, it's it's a mixture of young men and middle-aged men and older men. But the, the older guys ask for the menu, and they just check everything off. I want a cold air kit. I want a bigger turbo. I want catback exhaust. I want this. I want that. And it's it's a little, but they've already done a lot of their homework. The the younger guys, which there's nothing wrong with, they oftentimes want more than they can afford. So it's kind of a matter of what's first, second, and third, and then we'll pick up four, five, and six. So what kind of car do you drive at home? So back home, I have a couple vehicles, but the main one that I drive is a 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee with the Eco Diesel in it. Okay. All right, we talked about that. The Eco Diesel it has a problem with the EGR valve and the intake manifold. Mm-hmm. I hope you, when you get back, I hope you check to see if if you're included. You may or may not, because your car's already it's a 15. Mm-hmm. It's already a five-year-old car. But with vehicle emissions, oftentimes the standard warranty it has nothing to do with vehicle emissions. There is a much longer time with respect to what's coming out of the tailpipe. So, what's the other car? So, I also like to drive. Uh... 63 a Corvair, I thought. Um, <laughs> not that one, but um, I have another diesel I like to drive is a 96 12 valve Cummins. Okay. So a 96, is that a 5.9? Yeah, that's a 5.9, and 96 was one of the last years that he had the 12 valve. 97.5, okay. they went with the 24 valve, so okay. I like to have the 12 valve. It's a lot more mechanical motor compared to the uh, more electrical 24 valve. Okay. So you can tell folks that at least Heaps has, has got some automotive skills so <laughs> i wouldn't know about skills but knowledge somewhat <laughs> oh fair enough fair enough knowledge is is fine that's a good adjective 602 one of the things we can talk about is the eco diesel and what seems to be wrong with them right now there's a lot of recalls and campaigns you know the difference between recall and campaigns couldn't tell you campaigns is hey you might experience this and if you do give us a call recall is get that thing in here it, and typically it has to do with something that's dangerous a fuel leak or the car won't idle right or the tailpipe emissions are really ugly and stuff like that i think we talked about tailpipe emissions do you remember the example i gave you um between the old days and the new days the def and the particular filters and stuff like that on the diesel side but mm-hmm. on the gasoline gasoline side um i think i i use this analogy in the newer model cars, and, and I'm just using this as a visual, okay? I'm not suggesting you wrap your lips around your tailpipe. But if you did, you'd die of starvation before you died of asphyxiation. But in the older cars, it's not that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you wrap your lips around the tailpipe of a car idling, and you, you're NFL pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So it, it has everything to do with what comes out of the tailpipe. The newer cars get better fuel economy because we're trickling the fuel in we're only giving it the fuel the engine as much as it needs because the computer knows if your foot's on the gas what gear you're in how hard you're hitting the gas whether the weather Mm -hmm. is humid or not is what's the engine temperature what's the ambient temperature it has all of that where the old cars didn't it just said if your foot's on one then let's go to plan a and if your foot's on five we're going to go to plan c so that's kind of how it was it was just kind of a straight i don't know almost a spreadsheet so everything, the timing and everything fell in. So the newer model cars are altogether different. Do you have a feel of the newer model cars, how they work and stuff like that? Um, compared to the 96 and some 2020s that I've driven before, they're, they are a lot different mm-hmm. uh, based on electric and computer stuff. And, you know, pr- for me, I prefer the older, but, you know, unfortunately we can't run away from the future. Mm-hmm. So 
and you're right about that. You're right about that. What's today is is that everything is dictated by this dictator on somewhere in your car, mm-hmm. and it has uh, depends on who you ask tens to fifty or sixty inputs, and it 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 just simply looks at a chart, and it says here's the four or five values. What do you want me to do with fuel delivery? So fuel delivery can be so answer this uh, this compared to a fire hose what are the circumstances between those two deliver fuel delivery just mm-hmm. one of them is and one of them is a fire hose well you're need a lot more fuel with a fire hose mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of speed and load mm-hmm. so at idle you're just going but at wide open throttle um, like you guys wanted me to go yesterday, and I thought that was so bad because you know that I don't ever speed, <laughs> and you know that I would never throttle up my truck all the way, but that's the difference. It's wide open throttle versus idle. And when we, when we, we're not supposed to, but when others decide to add different mechanical and electrical devices to their truck, it just takes that signal and changes it slightly. Mm-hmm. So if idle is normally a one, it might go one and a half, although we don't mess with idle much. But wide open throttle, it might be an eight, and and sometimes you have the capability of going to nine or ten. And, and, and usually fuel delivery and timing are the two big dogs. So the those kinds of, of changes that you can make to your truck simply are just fooling the, the mm-hmm. signal. You're just changing the signal. So it, it's the same way. Do you remember what your first car was? Uh, an 01 Ram. Okay. And gas or? Um, yeah, it was a gas. Okay. So did it have a V8 like the? Yeah, it was a 5.2 V8. Okay. All right. Did you have any troubles on the top end of that? Uh, top end, no. Just transmission issues. But that's okay. a Dodge. So. Yeah, that's but that's not fair for today. Yo, I mean, of course, back in that era of Dodge, I mean, right. he had a rough start. But nowadays, you know, they're doing really well with their transmissions. But Right. And now we have six, seven, eight speeds. Mm-hmm. So we have overdrives and lockups, and no, you don't know if it's a five-speed with an overdrive and a lockup, which mm-hmm. now becomes a seven-speed, or and and how that all works out. But oftentimes you you have a variety of ranges. It's kind of like a ten-speed bike, and you can pick one, two, three, four, and then you can go to six or seven or mm-hmm. eight. So it makes a big difference. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a car question. Or if I can settle an argument between you and your wife or you and your son, and there are two sides of the argument, and you can fairly dictate (laughs) what the two sides of the argument will, then I can help you. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. 
Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door to door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I am proud to be a member. I am proud to protect our... Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. Patriot app tip number five. Listening to 960 on the Patriot app, but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today. Welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we've got... A gentleman we're going to call Heaps, and a gentleman we're going to call Dustin, and these guys are here. Some of them are from the Valley, and some of them aren't, but how many states do you have represented in the 10 kids that helped me up here at the ranch? Um, probably around five states and one province up in Canada. Oh, that's right. That's right. So let's go through the states. Um, we have Utah. Okay. Um, we have Idaho. We have Georgia. We have Alabama, and then we also have... I want to say California. Okay. Okay. And Michigan, actually. Okay. And that doesn't have anything to do with your ability to to perform what, what you're asked to and getting along, mm-hmm. right? No, no it's worries. It's not a matter all. of where Utah's talking about their football team and, and California <laughs> is, too. It's not that kind of thing. No. Okay. Well, let me tell you about a shop that I really do like. And, and for the both of you, it's, these are shops that I can... I can suggest to people that they try if they don't already have a shop. But more important than anything else is, is here's my promise. If you go to one of my shops and you have a bad time, if you have a bad experience, then you file a, be- a Better Business Bureau complaint because they have an advi- auto advisory committee that I helped set up 20 years ago. So I know what the parameters are. 
you'll go through there. There'll be guys that vote about it. And if they decide that the shop should either fix the car or refund money and the shop doesn't, then I will. So there's a coverage there. Mm-hmm. So the group that, that I'm part of, it's, it's, it's a way to show that we're sincere. So Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing and Mace has been around a long time. Brian and his wife Thelma, both of their families have been in the gasoline business and the garage business since the early 70s and maybe even the, the late 60s. So they've been around in Mesa pretty much all their lives. The names of both of those, the maiden name of Brian, or it's, it's Brian Vivian and then uh, Thelma Thompson, those two names have been around a long time for car repair. So if you live in Mesa, unfortunately, it's the only shop I can recommend, but they're on Main Street just east of Stapley. And once you meet Brian and Thelma, I'm quite sure that you'll be happy with their kind of repair. I want to talk about another place, which is just the opposite, Automatic Transmission Exchange. Um, I say a lot, and Phil just laughs, but Phil was around when Fred Flintstone was driving a car with rock (laughs) wheels, okay? He's that old, but he's also come from the automatics virtually when they started being mass-produced to today. So obviously back then that we used throttle pressure and a cable, and we used vacuum to ship the transmission. Today we have 20 inputs that tell tell it where to go. Mm-hmm. And we're using everything electronically. Again, the computer's providing the data, and the transmission will be shifted according to the data. Back then it was different. But Phil's really good at what he does. He's at 40th Street in Washington. He's on the north side of the road. So if you go up and down near on Washington at 40th Street, if you look to the north side of the road, you'll see automatic transmission exchange. And like I said, he's really good. And he's a guy that I trust. And he's a guy that I oftentimes will call and ask for help. Have you had any transmission problems or anything with any of the cars you're, you've been driving? Um, back home, yeah. Okay. Give me, tell me what they are. So I had an overdrive go out on that Dodge. I was talking about earlier, that 01. And that's honestly about it, is that Dodge, just overdrive issues and overheat. So. Okay, 602-508-0960. Anybody has a car question, 602-508-0960. And how did you have the whole transmission worked, or were they able to get the overdrive worked? So what happened is a torque converter okay. went out on the actual, between the flywheel and the transmission, I think that's where it is. And they had to just re- replace the whole transmission because it fried the entire thing up in the process. So it costs a couple thousand dollars in the end because we had to brand new rebuild transmission put in, you know, parts and labor. And uh, since then, it's had no issues. But just that one point, you know, what killed the transmission was that overdrive. Okay. Who was behind the wheel? Who's the nut behind the wheel that had that fail while they were in charge of that truck? <laughs> you know, you know, I bought it used, so oh, I, don't, I don't know what happened oh, before that. Are you listening to this? Um, this, this uh, no, let me rephrase the question for you. Who was the cause? Who, which driver was the cause of the failure of this transmission? Or whose watch was it on? It was on my watch. Okay, Mac. okay. You know, all the hills in Utah, you know, they aren't easy on the on transmissions. So You have to just say it's on my watch because the guys in Maine and the guys in Idaho have the hills too, and they're going to go, oh, well, I never had that. So let me get this straight. I know where the converter's at, which you appropriately at the front of the transmission to the flywheel. Did the converter come apart and fill the transmission with metal, which knocked out your overdrive first? So they pulled the pan and they go, oh, boy. Um, Actually, that's actually what happened, yeah. Okay. So it just kind of in the process destroyed the overdrive and made it overheat. You're right. We're not supposed to circulate ground up metal. 
So obviously what happens is, is when you have something come apart, then we start eating ourselves alive. Pretty soon it's the valve body is going to be plugged, the filter is going to be plugged, and other parts will continue, well, start to fail. And sooner or later you're not going to move. So you can rev it up all you want. You can put it drive, low, reverse, neutral, park, and you're not moving. Mm-hmm. So, And that's, that's a common. You don't have to feel like you're the only Mohican in that tent because, I mean, it's happened to me. It's happened to my kids. It's happened to a lot of my customers. It's just a matter of something quits working. But normally, normally, I don't know, I'm going to guess 80% of the time, it'll still drive. So if you're on your way to work or if you're on your way home or something like that, most of the time you'll be able to get there and still have it running. I assume that's the same way with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I never had any issues on that end. You know, it just leave me stranded, but it would randomly downshift at times because, you know, it's causing the computer to malfunction mm-hmm. and to trip and stuff like that, like you said earlier with the inputs and outputs in the computer. Yeah. And so it just kind of made it kind of temperamental in that sense, but it was still drivable. Okay, now the computer's not going to come to any conclusion on its own. Mm-hmm. It's going to lose sight of the speed. So if the sensor inside all of a sudden is filled with metal, it can't talk right. So the, it says zero, speed is zero. So the computer looks at the chart and goes, oh, well, at zero, I should be in first gear. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it did. I was going 45 miles an hour and it went down to first gear. So. That's a joy, isn't it? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when there's snow and ice, you know, not a very pleasant sight to be well, in. And, well, and, and you're right, though. It's a jar, but people survive it all the time. Mm-hmm. But... M- it's something that you've never, you don't expect to happen. But it's, it's you're right, it's like a 10-speed bike. You're in 10th gear, and the next thing your bike is all of a sudden the tires are locked up and you're slowing down real fast and you don't have a clue why. So 602-508-0960, if you have a transmission problem, I'll give it my best shot. 602-508-0960. And we've got um, Elder Heaps here sitting next to me, and then we also have Elder Dustin, and Dustin's going to take the second hour. And um, I don't know which one of them is the better car guy, but uh, we'll certainly find out, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. We've had a couple of calls this week and, and some emails this week, you guys, that have have been one of those things that's tough on me. It's kind of like, this is what I did, this is what I heard on the Internet, but symptoms are the most important thing. So those of you that are calling in, if we can start off with your make and model and miles, and if we can start talking about the symptoms, that's where we can help you the very best. 602-508-0960. The people in this movie share three things in common. They're courageous, they've had a life-changing experience, and they're black American conservatives. These are the voices of the movie, Uncle Tom. I don't remember the actual day, but I remember the emotion that I felt when it, when it happened. I'm often asked, was there an epiphany? I started asking questions. As I became more politically aware, a lot of the way that I saw things began to change. All of this information I've been taking in for several years. A continuation of these kind of contradictions. I had bought into all of these lies. You begin to see what the real agenda is. This is the movie the leftist Democrats do not want you to see. These are the people they do not want you to hear. Their stories will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. Their courage Will challenge you. Go to UncleTom.com. Buy it now on pay-per-view. UncleTom.com. Do you have the courage to discover the truth? On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. 
To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. When Independence Day comes around, we mostly celebrate what we're free from. The Declaration of Independence proclaimed our freedom from the king, from his abolishing our laws and taxing us without consent. But the other side of freedom is to ask, what are we free for? What is it we want to do in a positive way with our freedoms? We're free, the same declaration said, to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That same dilemma faces Americans now as we celebrate another Independence Day. America seeks to be free from the interference of other countries, from undue interference even from our own government. Of course, we'd like to be free from viruses and face masks and racial injustice. But to accomplish that, we must accept the responsibilities of freedom. We must be free for living as responsible citizens every day. Happy Independence Day. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We started the show off this morning, and I have a young couple of young gentlemen with me because them and some of their um, other, and we're going to call you missionaries, which is what you are, had come over to help me do a bunch of work. I don't go to the same church as they do. However, we have lots in common. But more than anything else, these guys and ladies helped me out a lot. Um, just getting some stuff done because I had lost one of my employees up here who um, inadvertently and accidentally drowned up at one of the lakes. So your your help came at a, a good time. So I appreciate that. If you wanted to meet my twin brother, his name's Tom Blackwell, and he owns Blackwell Automotive up at 40th Street and Greenway. He works on domestic and import cars. He knows right from wrong. He's really good at what he does. He'll take old hot rods and put them back together and make them beautiful and make them worth worth thousands of dollars. But he does oil changes as well. His wife, Polly's there. And then there's a lady named Christy that Tom and and Christy have been together as business um, cohorts for a very long time. So if you're up in that northeast Scottsdale area, I don't have anybody up there. 
I don't have anybody on the 101 corridor and when it flips over and goes westbound. I just don't have anybody in that entire northeast but Tom Blackwell. So if you have a repair shop and you're happy with them, I suggest you stay there. But if you've got a repair shop and you're not quite sure and you need something to measure them with, then Blackwell Automotive would be a good place, 40th Street and Greenway. What does what is there anybody um, heaps in your background that's in the car business? Um, like mom pop kind of thing, or like an actual like car shop. Well, it, any one of those kinds of things. Do you have cousins that uh, work out of their garage, or or like a cousin that's really good with farm tractors, or that kind of stuff? You know, my dad likes to think he's good with cars. I mean, he gives that's, it all. Oh God, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much all I got is you know the backyard tinkerer kind of thing. Okay, so give me the job you remember that you and your dad accomplished, and I'll give you a one to ten on where that is in my world. Um, I think the biggest thing we completed was honestly um, changing out brake calipers, okay. just like a, a normal service, all the changed brake calipers, spark plugs, that kind of thing. Okay. Did you change the pads at the same time you changed the calipers? Yes. Okay. Now, let me t- let me teach you something. You, we have an inner and an outer pad, right? Mm-hmm. And the outer pad sits in the caliper, but the inner pad does too, but it's also got the piston behind it. When you have a situation where the outside pad has accelerated wear, and it's obviously quite different than the inside pad, that almost always means that the hardware kit is bad, which are the devices and the slides and the bolts that hold the caliper to its its mounting. Mm -hmm. So that caliper should slide back and forth with one finger. If the inner pad has worn substantially more than the outer pad, then the caliper itself is bad because the piston isn't retracting. Mm. So when you apply your brakes, the hydraulic pressure squeezes both pads against the rotor to bring your car to a stop. Now, there is a slight wobble to the rotor, and so you can imagine the pads have come and sandwiched the rotor. When you release the pads, that rotor will wobble perhaps maybe the thickness of a human hair or the uh, a hair on the tail of my horse and that wobble pushes those two pads apart huh and so that way you go free and you're not dragging your brakes but that that's what's supposed to happen but what happens so many times is is the piston doesn't release and so you can have all the wobble you want but the piston's not going to release well the piston's on the inside which is the inboard pad and when it comes apart and when it's down to metal to metal and the outboard pad has plenty of pad then you're going to do that if you're going to replace the caliper you replace them in pairs because it's likely that the new caliper is going to have much better braking activity and ability than the old caliper that's a hundred thousand miles old Hmm. so how many miles were on your truck that 5.9 diesel um the 5.9 diesel or the the 5.2 gas Uh, either one i'll take them um so the 5.2 gas with what we did the work on, and he was at 180,000 uh, okay. and some change. All right. Do you have any idea with respect that 180,000 with how many miles that is? Do you do you do you do you have anything to put side by side with that? Um. Is it is it what's normal mileage for somebody that drives a car on an annual basis? That's pretty high in my opinion. I mean, that's that's a lot of miles, especially right. in a big V8. Mm-hmm. Here's here's what I look at it. People will come in and they'll say, you know, my car has 300,000 miles and I'm going to put it out to pasture and I know this and I know that. Well, it's four times around the equator for every 100,000 miles. Holy so cow. So it's 12 
12 paths, 12 drives around the equator with 300,000 miles. So year 175, year 185 is seven times around the equator. So when people, when you put it into perspective like that, all of a sudden people's expectations have dropped dramatically. Now, keep in mind that when I was a kid in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s, cars, motors were using a lot of oil at 100,000 miles, and most of them didn't survive to 150 or 200,000 miles. Hmm. Obviously, today is altogether different. We have four or five cars in our fleet that are north of a half a million miles. Holy cow. And, and, the, and the end of the day is this. Your engine is, is in the process of dying when it's leaking oil profusely and or blowing blue smoke profusely and or has a ratchet knocking sound more times than it doesn't <laughs> or you have check engine lights that isn't always the the, you know, the sole reason a check engine light or your oil pressure is at zero or it's overheating and it's in the red zone so those are the kind of markers that says okay it's going to be time for you to decide what you're going to do because this motor's not going to last longer we don't have a crystal ball so we're not going to be able to say for sure it's just all the symptoms are there Mm-hmm. So when your motor starts wearing out, it has lots of internal pressure, so it starts push, pushing oil through gaskets that it wouldn't otherwise do. So that's when you drive down the road and you've got blue smoke. Well, the oil's dripping on the exhaust and burning, and you're, you look like James Bond trying to ditch a bunch <laughs> of people because you've got this blue plume of smoke behind you. And black, what's black? In a diesel, what's black? Um, soot, right? Or unburned fuel. And both. And both. So we're going to try to... The soot that comes out of the engine, we're going to run it through a series of of filters and stuff to try to eliminate it and also burn it to what's ash. But but you're right. Usually you're running rich, and the gasoline is the same way. 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad, a funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. When confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code PHOENIX to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com promo code PHOENIX. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. 
But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother! We can do this! Together! All right, let's go! Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh my gosh, you don't know. I know. You don't. (laughs) Oh man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. (laughs) No. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this! You will rock this! To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. I want to tell you guys about another repair shop. And this repair shop is kind of special because... They have a young man who's passed virtually every certification you can have in our industry. For instance, I have eight, so I'm considered a master tech in the automobile light truck, but we also have school buses and semi-trucks. We have paint and body. We have all the aspects of uh, of work. Larry Harker's Auto is up at 38th Avenue and Indian School, been around since 1967, and I'll tell you a story about them real quick. There was a somebody took their car into a repair shop, and I'm not going to distinguish between dealership, independent repair, and chain stores. Just know that it's when I talk, it's it's one of those. Took it into a repair shop, and they said that it it had a, a bad evaporator. Yes, a bad evaporator, which was causing it to um, a leak coolant, and they were sure that because of that, that was the problem with the air conditioning system. And it would blow intermittently. It would blow water through the vents. So the main symptom was is is when I make a right turn or a left turn, it blows water at me. Hmm. Now, the evaporator core is, a, is the item that's cold. And so when you want cold air, we open this door. And when you blow on the evaporator and it's cold and you get cold air. When you want heat, we close the door. And basically, it swings left and right uh, 90 degrees. Hmm. So it's closed on this side, closed on that side. So they had said to him that they needed an evaporator, and I think it was $1,700 worth Holy of work. Holy smokes. Now, in the defense of the shop, that isn't no. I mean, you better be better on a 1 to 10 scale. You better be up there in the 8 and 9 to be able to pull this job off. You're not going to put your oil change guy on this. This car has to have the two front seats removed, the center console removed, the steering column removed, and the entire dash, the outside of the dash Holy removed. Holy cow. So you... Now, the hardest part is is that you have a coffee can that's half filled with bolts and nuts. You better figure out where those go. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of us will color code them. We'll go with some yellow paint, and we got the mount and the yellow paint. The problem, you have to make sure that no one can see the yellow paint when you put it all back together. There's other people that just put it back in where it came from. So it went to Larry Harker's Auto and Bob 
and I think his name's Jeremy, really a good guy. They looked at the car, and what was happening was, is in the evaporator, it sweats. And everybody knows that in the summertime, when the humidity's high and you park your car, there'll be cold water dripping from the floorboard of the passenger's feet hmm. in that area. And that's the that's the ice cube melting, so to speak. So the evaporator is the cold. The heater core is the hot. They're both in the same case. So they looked it over. It did blow cold air. It was. It, it did have water in there. So at the bottom of this case, there's a drain. And they stuck a screwdriver up to the drain, and it was plugged. Oh, boy. And so now here's the bad news. So you're underneath this car, and you're thinking, I'm just going to check the drain. So you stick the screwdriver, and you pull it out, and you're covered with ugly water. <laughs> you're not expecting anything. And it's just, now, what do you do? You want to blow the rest of the water out, and you don't know what lo- what it looks like inside. But you've got the drain open now, and you've already drained a, um, four or five coffee coffee cups of water. So how do you do that? What do you think? I couldn't tell them take to take the top off the drain. I don't know. Okay. And and here's here's what this is the old we'll take compressed air and we'll tape off all the vents except one. Sometimes it's the far left of the driver, sometimes it's the far right of the passenger. Then you introduce a whole bunch of air which is going to go into this box and force whatever trash is in there out the drain. Now the hole in the drain is bigger than the drain. So if you pull the drain out and you unsnap the rubber and then now the hole's a lot bigger. Now you can actually go in there with something that has a 90 degree angle and kind of swoop it around because you're in the bottom of call the pan. Oh, okay. So then, and worst comes to worst, um, it's not a good idea for anybody else to try this, but sometimes you can introduce water to that area and just kind of rinse it out. <laughs> it's a bad idea, though, if you don't know what you're doing. But the car was fixed, I don't know, for $50, $75 as opposed to 1700 That's a big jump in price. Yeah, and that's one of the lessons we talk about a lot. It has to do with what should you do when. So I'll give you a couple of another examples with respect to what do you do when. No matter what kind of shop you go to, oftentimes they're going to say that we found something wrong with your car. It's always been that way. Mm-hmm. It's always been that way. And sometimes it's very true. You brought your car in for an oil change, and we got steel hanging off the front two tires on the inside. That's why you didn't see it. It's the inner side of the tire, not the mm-hmm. outer side of the tire. So those are the kinds of things. But I read a ticket the other day that, that just... Um, embarrassed me because I'm part of this industry it said that you have a a coolant leak at the top where the top hose meets the radiator and your battery shows signs of corrosion and your electrical system shows signs of being substandard Hmm. and the bill was I don't know $1800 holy smokes and by the way you need a transmission service and you need this and you need that so by the time the lady left there, she was in the $2,000 range. Holy cow. So when you, you look that over, I'll tell you what my personal opinion is. Number one, they say, you're leaking coolant where the upper hose goes to the radiator. Why don't we put a screwdriver on the clamp? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why don't yeah, we just simple. do that? And And what we do is we have equipment that we're able to pressurize the system. So we tighten up the clamp, and when before you open a cooling system, you always squeeze the upper hose. Why? Check for 
less pressure doesn't blow up in your face. Exactly. Right? That's exactly right. So if you if you squeeze it and it's soft and pliable, you can open the system still carefully. But if it's rock hard and it's hot, probably ought to walk away for a while. <laughs> so so the, the the question is is have you ever and this is my conversation with her. Have you ever seen coolant on the ground? No. Have you ever added coolant in the last six months? No. So we open up the hood, and yes, an eighth of a turn on the clamp. We could see that there was a small stain, and we don't think this stain ever even hit the ground. Hmm. But yes, a quarter turn. Now we're going to take the radiator cap off, and we're going to look at it, and it's 16 pounds of pressure. It says right on it, 16. So we're going to put our pump on there, and what are we going to take that pressure to? 16 pounds? Bingo. Unless it's a car with 300,000 miles, and then you're probably going to go to 14 pounds because <laughs> you don't want to blow up anything that, that was just on the margin. So you put pressure on it, and then, you, yes, you see the pressure dropping ever so slowly over a long period of time. Or you walk away, and you come back 20 minutes later, and you've gone from 16 to 14. You look down, and you see a little bit of coolant. You put a clamp on it. You take it to 16. You go do an oil change. You come back. It's still at 16. Car fixed. And to use words like, your battery cables show signs of corrosion. That's just something that wads up my underwear something fierce. It's If there's corrosion, there's corrosion. Mm-hmm. But showing signs of corrosion, there isn't battery cable one in any car that's not going to have a little white dusting of, of corrosion on it. And of it course. just rinses off with water. So then you have a transmission service. And I, I like to teach people, and no matter what shop you're including mine, you go... And in, and they say you're due for a transmission service. Now, we used to do a transmission service every 30, 40, 50, 60,000 miles. Today, most all the transmission services are north of 100. Holy so cow. People, people in our industry will say to clients, um, you're due for a transmission service. It's And some of those can be hundreds of dollars, depending on the fluid and the filter and the, and the labor associated with that. So you need a transmission service. The default is... Would you let's get my owner's manual out and let's see what it says, and then then it becomes well we looked at the fluid and it's dirty, okay well can you show me, and how about we do this let's get a piece of white paper, pull the dipstick out and dab it to this side the right side of the piece of paper and then you get new fluid and dab it to the left side. You're asking them to do what they should have already done. Oh yeah, and that's show and tell. So if you're, but if you're, if you're, you're embarrassed and you don't want to do that, then you just come up with some kind of excuse why that would be, why, why can't I do that? Last but not least, you can, you can say in, and this is called self-defense for car expense, which is a, a, something that I think I own. It's, can you show me and write down what it is I need and just sign your name and give me the phone number because my husband's going to want to see this. That's scary. Because if you're lying about what you're trying to sell, the last thing somebody's going to do is sign a document like that. Mm-hmm, They're exactly. not going to want to do it. So those are the kinds of self-defense things we talk about. And then the last but not least, the one that really upsets me is, is your owner's manual is not written for Arizona. So that's why we deviate from it. <laughs> There's only one owner's manual in all 50 states. It's true. We don't have one for Arizona. Then you turn around and say, why don't you order me for one from Arizona, please? Because there's no such animal. <laughs> so those are the worst, but I can tell you about the good ones. But we have a caller. Who might that be, Gil? That would be Kevin. Kevin, good morning. Uh, hello, Mark. Nice Hi. to talk to you again. Um, I've got a 99 F350. It's a yeah, 7.3 liter. And uh, about a month ago when I was driving up north, noticed just 
didn't have the power, all the power it had at some point. And, uh, you know, I'm, I know it's a long trek up there, but I've been here all my life. So I'm used to driving, pulling trailers. Um, I got a big, I got a 36 foot fifth wheel, so it's pretty big. Um, and just lost in power. So I had it into one shop that I knew a fella there and they did some things. Look, they looked at it and gave me a couple ideas and just not really satisfied with, with that. Um, and, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's, it was just a loss in power then. I'll just tell you what I did. I changed my IPR sensor and my ICP sensor. And, uh, cause I had a code on there and it said, you know, it's a P1211 code. I did that, but that did not rectify my problem. And even, and it's, you know, and even then I, every once in a while I get a little hesitation then when I first started up, uh, which it never did before. And then it goes away and I'm fine again, but. I don't know where to take it from there. I thought maybe you'd give me some insight to that, please. Well, first of all, the code doesn't mean that this is bad. It's the okay. computer saying, I'm seeing the problem in that area. Now, it is true that maybe 5 to 10% of the time, the code tells you what's wrong with it. But as you already know, you did a bunch of work and none of it helped you. So Correct. we know what it isn't, so to speak. The second thing is, is and, and I'll give you a better example. The code tells us that the problem is in Kentucky, but we don't know what city, what's what we know this. We don't know the city. We don't know the street. We don't know the address. So part of the diagnostic process is going from the code all the way down to the very bottom. In your particular case, the real question is, is what kind of booster we're getting out of it? And and first of all, you said that this was an F three fifty. Is it a, a two fifty or a three fifty? It's a three fifty. Okay, so it should hold hold that. Um, trailer you got that 36 foot trailer has that got two axles or three two axles okay so it's it's not going to be the monster a three axle would be so the no. question is is this a boost issue is this a fuel delivery issue or is there something that's saying his foot's not on the floor when your foot really is on the floor and this sensor's out of whack which is saying oh no he's only at 40 percent on the throttle and in reality you're at 100 so you run out of power because one, there, we conflict what part of town do you live in? I'm over uh, near, actually, Bell Road and the 51. Okay. I, I would go talk to Nate at Strictly Diesel. I can guarantee you Nate can tell you exactly what it is, and you should say to him, Nate, if you do $300 worth of work or $1,000 worth of work and it doesn't fix my problem, what are we going to do? That's uh -huh. a fair question. Always ask for your old parts back because if you spent... $900 for a part and the truck still has it, you can say to the shop, I have the old part, you gave it to me, put the old part in and let's start over. Okay. So those are the kind of self-defense things that you can do. But I'm, I, I am convinced that you are best served by Nate up at Strictly D. So I think he's like Pinnacle Peak and the I-17, somewhere around there. Okay. So and it, it would be a good guy. And, yeah, it's Pinnacle Peak and I-17. So you can say um, and show him, tell him the symptoms. And you can tell him what you've replaced, but that's kind of a waste of time because in reality yep. we know what it isn't. But yeah. we can bring that 7.3 back. Besides that, that 7.3 is worth as much as you paid for it brand new. There's guys out there that will pay you for that. So thank you yeah. for calling, Kevin, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. One more time, 602-508-0960. This was a paid program and was provided for informational purposes only. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your...